Thank you for your company. I'm Andrew McCarthy-Wood. Look, Toowoomba, no doubt, the community, when they decide that they want to do something, they step up to the plate, they come together. And in this case, they've actually raised a whole lot of funds to uh, you know, bring about the Toowoomba Hospice Association or mm-hmm. the building around it. It's a community-based private healthcare facility which provides free palliative care uh, to the terminally ill. So very important part in the community. We have uh, Daryl Nicholson on the line to have a chat about this. Daryl, how are you? I'm going very well, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Now, you're going to be talking with uh, Andrew, uh, sorry, Mark Munro. He's also (laughs) on the line. He's from the Toowoomba Hospice Association. Uh, Mark, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you very much, Andrew. And g'day, Daryl. How are you, mate? Yeah, going very well, Mark. I'm I'm happy and joyful. I said this last week. I'll put that on my gravestone. I'm always happy and (laughs) joyful. Absolutely, mate. Mark, thanks for your time uh, this morning. Do appreciate it. And, um, mate, I've got another saying. I'm not scared of dying, but I'm scared about how I'm going to die. And I've um, got involved with you. I've known you for over 10 years or so with your, your work at the hospice and helped you there. The hospice is an amazing place. It was put together in 2003 by the Toowoomba community, raising $1.2 million. Can you give us a bit of background about how that came about? Certainly, certainly. Look, Sister Frances Flint, who's, uh, the, who was a, a, um, a religious nun from the Order of um, the Brigidines, she came to Toowoomba in about 1988 and um, set up was to set up um, with the diocesan media, media office for the Catholic uh, diocese. Now, uh, she, she was um, quite big into... Um, uh, people's lives and respect of how people died. And then I think somewhere in 1996, the Northern Territory Youth and Asia debate was happening. Uh-huh. And Sister Frances was um, concerned that uh, uh, that a Christian life is so sacred that and there was no hospice here at the hospice, uh, in Toowoomba, sorry. And uh-huh. um, maybe that was a, an alternative to euthanasia, which we uh, strongly agree with here at the Toowoomba Hospice. So... Uh-huh. Um, that's when she decided to uh, investigate and uh, have a look and see what we could do or what she could do at the time uh, to establish a lovely hospice. And it is a beautiful facility. Um, I was quite blessed. You know, I, I got together with you to promote your race day and you, we'll talk about the community events you do later, but um, yes, you mate. took me through the hospice and I was absolutely amazed with the facility you got there and you've got a, a base of 115 plus volunteers. Tell us how important those volunteers are for you. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, volunteers play a major role here. They um, uh, look; they work in all sorts of areas in the hospice, uh, like our maintenance and gardening department, our courier, uh, our flowers to help make sure that the clients have um, beautiful okay. flowers each day. We also have administration and accounts they help us with, and also our housekeeping and they um, cook um, meals as well for the clients. And I've often talked about your operating budget. You've got a budget of about $1.7 million, of which the Queensland Government, in their generosity, $800,000 they contribute towards it. But the Toowoomba community, this blew my mind, $670,000K or $670,000 from the Toowoomba community through your certain fundraising events. So tell us about those events and how the community get behind that. Oh, look, look, Daryl and uh, Andrew, the hospice, as you mentioned before, was built um, by the community uh, of 1.2 million. And we've always realised and have 
a great following by the community for the hospice. Mm. And that $670,000 is made up from, I guess, $120,000 from the Pure Land Learning College here at the Buddhist. And they'll actually be, they yep. would be a great group of people to interview, actually, on your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, ongoing fundraising is about $500,000. Uh, five hundred fifty thousand. Now that that comes in from small donations. Not mm-hmm. we're not talking about uh, another one hundred thousand, fifty thousand. That's all mm-hmm. community donations, like the good old fifty dollars here from community groups, a hundred dollars here, maybe the odd one thousand from the family that have had someone here that um, shows their appreciation and donating some money back to mm-hmm. us because our service is free. It's a totally free wow. service. And we have yep. six rooms that we um, provide a care for. And um, with that, uh, we need to continue to keep our profile out there and also run uh, events, as you mentioned before. So we have, like, our race day. We have this fantastic community show at TAFE, which you're mm-hmm. uh, involved with, Daryl. I love um, that show. It's great. Yep. It's beautiful. And, like, all the blooms and everything's just fabulous. And that that was uh, a big – that's a big job but that sort of raises, you know, great money for 20-odd thousand for us in fundraising events. And one of the better ones for us is our Hang Your Boss Out to Dry fundraiser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might nominate Andrew for that one. Hang <laughs> their bosses out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a fabulous event. Yeah. And, mate, last night you had the Christmas carols uh, for the community, if I've got the oh, dates right. Look, absolutely. That, the, the carols is more of a community thing for us yep. to give back to say, Thank you uh, to uh, the community for supporting us and also gives the opportunity for families that have been here over the last 12 months, two years, maybe 13 years, mm-hmm. uh, to come back to the hospice and spend uh, sing some songs and carols for a couple of hours. We, have a fanta- yeah. we had over 250 people last night and it's a free event. Wow. We just asked for yeah. a gold coin donation with uh, you know the carol booklet that we print for them and, then, and we have some food and um, drinks and everything like that. And it was just wonderful. And people had a lovely, lovely time. And we light up the front of the hospice uh, with uh, just different Christmas lights. So it was a wonderful event. And I, as I was driving into the office this morning and walked in, um, one of the ladies that was here um, just wanted to congratulate us on, and it was her grandchildren said they had a wow. fabulous time and they really loved it and they all felt safe and, uh, and they thoroughly enjoyed it. Andrew, the, the facility there, as, as um, Mark was saying, it is safe. It's a beautiful complex. 1,460 clients have been through uh, the hospice since 2003. So you can imagine the multiplier of effect of family members on that. Six rooms, ages from three to wow. 103, I was reading. So um, is, is there anything you want to reflect yeah. on there, Andrew, that you want to ask, Mark? Absolutely. Mark, we've heard through this interview, uh, you know, the word community come up over and over again. Now, that's a substantial financial benefit, but you also really make the case that the community is heavily engaged with the Toowoomba Hospice. Why do you think the Toowoomba community has so heavily got behind your organisation? Because uh, I really believe that it's something that is needed here at the Hospice uh, in Toowoomba, that they need it somewhere for their loved ones to come and die in a place where it's not clinical. It's a home-like environment. And as Daryl said, yeah, we have six private rooms here, so it's all private. It's a totally free service. And when you're giving something free to the community, 
to the people, they feel a little bit of ownership to it, and they and, and that's important to us to ensure that they all have that sort of uh, love and support that they know they can come here and feel part of the, the care of their loved one. And I mean, visiting hours is twenty four hours, seven days a week. They mm. can bring their pet in uh, to visit. You know. Um, you know, it's it's just a wonderful thing, and I think the community of Toowoomba. Look, whether we were here or not, they would still be giving to lots of other great yeah. local charities, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can guarantee that ninety five or ninety six percent of the money we raise locally stays locally. We employ local people, uh, nursing and administration staff. We um, spend our money locally. The only thing we might have to get out out of town might be in Brisbane or something, which is um, clinical equipment such as beds mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep. But every cent we raise, uh, about 95% of it stays locally. Yeah, Mark, uh, it, you mentioned that uh, this organisation has uh, you know Catholic roots. That's how it came about. And it was really quite from a um, Christian perspective around yes. you know the, the final phase of uh, life. But has this become something that... Uh, has much broader community appeal. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, and and we do. Look, don't get me wrong, there are some people who uh, believe in uh, euthanasia, and that's okay, Mm -hmm. and they're entitled to that uh, belief. But I think uh, that whilst it's not totally, or not legal here in Queensland, people will uh, need that special care and to offer um, palliative for the terminally ill, and I think the community here in Toowoomba are very acceptive of that, and uh, we have a great, great following, as um, Daryl and yourself just mentioned before, by the word community, community, community. And mm-hmm. I think um, well, even if I can say, even if euthanasia is legalised ever in Queensland, the Toowoomba Hospice will not endorse uh, support it. We will continue to offer palliative care end-of-life mm-hmm. uh, illness uh, t- care for those who need it in a p- peaceful and dignified manner here at the hospice uh, with their loved one. Yeah, Mark, do and you find we, that uh, families, do you find that families uh, find it quite reassuring when they find themselves in a situation that they need to engage with your organisation when you, look, you know, part of your story, you say that respect for sacredness of human life, you know, you, you're putting that front and centre. Does that give great reassurance to the families of those that are in the final phase? Oh, absolutely. And, and look, while we say that, it's non-denominational, so whether you're mm-hmm. a believer of, um, you know, of, of the man upstairs or whoever it may yeah. be, you know, there is no real religious push on it. We have a great mm-hmm. pastoral care team that offer counselling and services to the family. I mean, I remember one of our very first clients here, wow. 16 and a half years ago, he, he was really hesitant to come into the hospice thinking, oh, well, because they know when they come here, they know, well, I'm not going to come out. It's definitive, isn't place. it? I'm yeah. not going to walk out this time. And what happened, he was hesitant. He, he came from the base hospital. He came and had a look at the facility. He sat on the bed that he was going to uh, be in, the room, and he said to his family, he sat there, folded his arms, said, go and get my gear. I'm happy here. Oh, wow. I'm going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yeah, yeah. Is a, that's just, to me, that is a testament of what we do. It's just, uh-huh. it's, look, you don't want to be proud to be dying, but at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> what we yeah. want to do is make them feel home. And look, yeah. and we do get a lot of people, not from just the health facilities here, we get on very well with all the private hospitals and the public system here, but we also take a lot in from the community because someone who's caring for their loved one, so, you know, your husband's dying and you're looking after her, after him and that, there is 
sometimes the wheels do fall off. You know, it gets tough mm-hmm. for you, uh, and mm-hmm. you can't do that. So what happens is they, they'll get in touch with us, and they'll need that support. So what we do is, um, yeah, we work closely with the GP and everything and see if they're um, able to be come in here. And you know what we do? We say, now it's time for you to be the wife, not the carer. Mm-hmm. You be the wife, and your children come in and just be able to be their his child, children, mm-hmm. and we'll do the rest for you. And that is one of the best things that could ever happen for them. Mark, for the community, you know, whether they want to uh, support you as an organisation or maybe they're listening to this and they're going, look, we, we're headed towards a final phase for somebody in our family or it may actually be uh, the, the individual themselves. Yes. How do they best contact you? And further to that, what's the best way for them to, to start a conversation with, with your organisation? Oh, absolutely. Look, we, we encourage everyone to, uh, to talk to their GP or their, um, their practitioner uh, mm-hmm. at the hospital, if they're there at the hospital, and they can be referred to us or they can do it themselves directly um, to talk to our director of nursing here and then we will liaise with their general practitioner or the specialist to see uh, what they, if they're suitable to come here because the hospice right. actually provides care. Well, we, they, the government gives us a licence um, to offer this care and it's called end-of-life terminal, um, end-of-life care for the terminal mm-hmm. So it's within the last three months of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. well... So they can do that, talk to us, and then yeah. um, we can see what we can do for them. And, they, and if they're not suitable right at this time, they will be placed on a waiting list, yes. Mm-hmm. Daryl, it must be quite right. reassuring for the community of Toowoomba to you know, have somebody like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mark, but also the organisation, uh, you know, on the, on the person's side when they're in their final three months of their life. Mate, Mark Munro and Graham Barr and AOM, they do a magnificent job in our community. And look, in 2020, community of Toowoomba, I know they'll get behind the Camellia and Garden Expo. They'll get behind Hang Out Your Boss. Mark did a uh, bus trip out here to the Granite Belt. I'm out in Stanthorpe at the moment, Mark. I know you brought a busload of people out and supported this region as well as part of fundraising for the hospice. He's got race days, Melbourne Cup lunches, Christmas carols, raffles. There's a Maccabi Diva prize up at the moment and fundraising dinners. And um, mate, 4358TV in Stanthorpe, 4380TV will be behind you next year. Well, Mark, with everything that Daryl just outlined there, you're a very busy person and you've really made the case that your organisation is just so caring and the community Mm. would no doubt be grateful for that. Mark, thank you very much for your time with our listeners. Oh, thank you, Andrew, and thank you, Daryl. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, if anyone has any questions, please jump on our website or give us a call at the hospice because we are here to help. Yeah, also you can head to facebook.com forward slash Toowoomba Hospice. They are in the social networks as you do these uh, days, so you can engage with them, find out more about them. Uh, That is the Toowoomba Hospice.